0: Hello and welcome to the Calmpreneur Podcast. I'm your host Susanna Butcher, the founder of calmpreneur.com and I'm looking forward to bringing you a little more calm. I'll be talking to calmpreneurs who swapped busyness and hustle for contentment and calm, along with bringing you ways to reduce stress and anxiety so that you can live a healthier, happier and of course calmer life. So on today's podcast, I am joined by Lisa Ferris. Now Lisa is a virtual assistant extraordinaire and she is sharing so many amazing tips and links and nuggets of wisdom in this interview. So tune in and enjoy. hi there to everyone watching or listening so today i'm joined by the lovely 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 lisa who i adore who works as a virtual assistant for your vla um so before we get started lisa do you want to just sort of say a little bit about yourself and what your business is that would be amazing thank
1: you yeah sure thanks Susanna. hi everybody i'm lisa ferris and i am the owner of your vla Um, i'm a virtual assistant assisting well-being coaches and speakers and therapist by managing time-consuming activities such as social media and admin
0: oh brilliant and i love what you do because i'm a massive fan of um outsourcing and automation to like be calmer (laughs) because it really does help for me at that time um what do you think puts people off outsourcing though because like i know for me it's like oh but i'm such a perfectionist and like oh (laughs) do you find that that puts people off when they come to you
1: I think there's a few things that potentially put people off. One is feeling overwhelmed and not knowing what to outsource. Um, Two is a potential lack of trust Mm. and three could be potentially that they've never worked with a virtual assistant before and it's completely new to them. But I think what helps is to identify what are the tasks that are taking up the most time Mm. and to also find somebody that's on your level. You know, just that could mean somebody who matches your core values and your style. I think it's important to identify that in somebody.
0: Yeah, I guess because it's like it's a relationship, isn't it, at the end of the day? So you want to kind of get to know them a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. So when, (laughs)
0: like, I know that with me, it's a bit like before I've outsourced from the past, I've been like, like my business baby and like I'm giving it to someone else like <laughs> how would you go about kind of reassuring somebody about that
1: <laughs> I think and I, I do if you see me looking down at any point it's just literally because I've got my notes in here so I do apologize yeah I think I think there's a few things I think um when it comes to your business baby it's about asking the right questions so an example i could give you is that i was interviewed last friday by a potential client and one of the questions i was asked was he so he basically gave me his business core values and i was asked to explain where i fit into those oh um, really and yeah and it made me it made me think after the call because i think that's a very good question and so if you're, if you're somebody that's reluctant to outsource at this stage, or you're even considering it, I think it's a case of, you know, asking yourself, what do I identify as my ideal associate? So, you know, you, you have to do all that work with your ideal client. Mm. So it's a similar exercise when it comes to outsourcing. So it could mean like looking at your own core values and your own style and just seeing where somebody matches with that. um, I think a second thing is, so you can create things like Google Forms and, you know, almost like create like a job application and just go through all of the, you know, as I said, mentioned, your values, your style, your ideal um, candidate that you're looking for, and to also identify some of those tasks that you're looking to outsource. Um, And as I said, it's a partnership, you know, so it's not, VAs are not there to take over the business. It's, you know, (laughs) we're sort of led by instructions, so we'll take as much away as possible, and another example I could give you is that I work with a client at the moment. She worked by me saying so, is that you know she outsourced to me because she wants to just be able to show up and focus on her clients, you know, as a therapist, and she doesn't want to be having to worry about her social media, you know, and it, you know, she, perhaps she doesn't want to do it, but you've you know, you can sort of outsource tasks like that to somebody if you just want to be able just to focus on other income opportunities and allow Mm -hmm. someone else to do tasks like that um you know so there's a couple of examples there
0: yeah that's really good and I think that's an important message generally is that we do like we do wear a lot of hats in business and we try and do everything but it's thinking actually is our time that we spend on social media valuable to us and it's all about that kind of purposeful use of social media, I suppose, because we can say like, "Oh, I'm working on social media for like two hours, <laughs> but actually we could be like dealing with clients in that time and earning actually you know more money than actually kind of the engagement and obviously that's still important, and I think that's where people get so stressed out because they're trying yeah. to do so much and it, like you say it's not knowing where to start so where would you like if someone doesn't know where to start you'd, you'd say to look at what is taking up the most time is that where the first place yeah
1: you? yeah i think there's two things there's one is um and you know you and i may have talked about this in the past during our calls together there's one thing you can do so it's identifying what's going on for you on a daily basis so whether that's being aware of your bio rhythm or your, you know, your, your, your sorry, I can't even get my words out. The <laughs> tasks that are taking up the most time. So you could use apps such as like rescue time, for example, you know, you can just switch. As soon as you get up in the morning, you can just press your timer on and then just make a note of what's going on. Look at it at the end of the week and identify the tasks that are taking up the most time, but also ask yourself, are those those tasks, are they bringing you in the money? Mm. You know, and if they're not, could that then be, be potentially something that could be outsourced at a later date? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that could potentially help as well. That's
0: a, yeah. That is a good, really good tool actually rescue time because I, um, in, in my course time for calm, I kind of mentioned that because we do waste a lot of time without really realizing it and we make ourselves busy, <laughs> but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean productive. So <laughs> it's really worth doing that. Like just generally just install rescue time and, record your work for a week it's a really good way of seeing what's what's going on in your business (laughs) um, I'd love to know for you then um, obviously there's lots of things that you do for your clients what does like one of your your kind of typical days look like for you what kind of tasks you generally do in
1: Uh, Most of my tasks are content creation. Um, So I write a lot of social media content for my clients. Um, Everyday fairies for a VA, so I can't speak on behalf of them um, because we all have our own niche and skill set. But I would say a typical day, so you typically switch between clients, you know, depending on the client's priorities that are going on for you, how many clients you have. So, you know, a morning could be you're, you're working on content creation, then in the afternoon you're working on newsletters, and then the Tuesday it's diary management, and then in the afternoon you're working on project management. So, you know, so it, it's very varied. You know, that's so quite but typical.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. And I think it's just, I think you have to have a lot of discipline, you know, with yourself because because you are switching between clients. It's a case of understanding that person's priorities and timelines, you know, and it's, you know, that's where it can um, become tricky. But as long as you're sort of on the same path as your client in terms of understanding what their goals are and objectives are for that week.
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess you do have to be super self-disciplined and really have that kind of focus that just like directional like i've got to do this one thing <laughs> yeah but i
1: suppose it's like for all of us isn't
0: it all business owners i guess have to do that as well yeah definitely <laughs> well we should i know that i do get i'm, I'm quite i'm better now because i use um apps and stuff to time myself um because otherwise i do get really easily distracted like the minute my phone goes
1: i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> I know, social media, social media, because I'm really interested in learning about biorhythms at the moment. Um, And one thing that I've probably learned the most um, whilst running a business, and I know this will help others as well, is paying paying attention to your behaviour patterns. So for me, I love cup of teas, like I, you know, I'll probably go for about five cups a day. And but when I, by the time I've made my tea, I sit there, you know, that could be half an hour gone. Mm. So it's just me being mindful of what the, you know, the time that I'm using up or that I'm wasting, um, you know, the the sort of stuff that I can then identify and I think, right, where can I cut that down? Mm. Or with social media, we we know how much time goes into that, especially when it comes to engaging with the audience as well. You know, you can't just put up a post and then, you know, not engage, you know, with people. And I find that's where mo- most of your time goes.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, <laughs> I kind of, I try and just have like, especially with running the group, I find that quite difficult because it's, it's not only helping people, it's, uh, you know engaging with them after making sure that I reply to every comment and you know Sometimes I have to go back in because I think oh no I miss some. I don't want to miss somebody like so that They feel like I've ignored them
1: or something <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, you know, and, and, and one thing I've you and I know you probably do the same is um, sorry, I'm probably going on now That's <laughs> please <laughs> <I can> do <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an actual boffler um, <laughs> For example, like the well-being business group, I actually love that group, it's one of my favourites and you know, I, I dedicate, I allocate myself time now. So on a Friday morning, I know that I have to be up early so I can engage with the group. And then I have a cut-off time, you know, so then that way I can then go back into, you know, running, running my business and doing what I need to do for my clients. So it's just mm. being strict with yourself, isn't it? It Given is, yourself yeah. Allocated slots. <laughs> Definitely.
0: I think that's really important. And I tend to do... Um, a lot of social media and what I call dead time. it sounds really mean, but like when, for example, when we're taking the kids to the school in the morning, they're like normally listening to music. My husband's driving and then he's like, he'll drop, drop me off to walk the dog. But in the car on the way there, I think, right, okay, this is a really good time for me to catch up with Facebook stuff because it's not too, mm-hmm. I haven't got to be super focused. I've just got to reply. Um, and that kind of gives me, you know, 20 minutes, just catch up time on social media on yeah. hours I wouldn't normally want to read in the car because I find it hard, and my eyes go all blurry and stuff. Mm. <laughs> so it's just using your time more purposefully,
1: isn't it? I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. But you get you get carried away with it, can't you? It's, oh it's, god! You're yeah. Running different, you know, like you, like yourself. You're running a group. You're running a page. You know. <laughs> it's <just> like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's close. laughs>
0: so if someone wanted to like think about. Um, automation or outsourcing mm-hmm. what kind of have you got some like three tips just to help somebody to get started on that and what, what how, how they might explore that
1: yep yeah, definitely so uh, the first thing I would start to do is to identify your core processes so look at your your um your whole process from the sales to booking to proposals um, etc so uh, and a couple of examples that I can give is um for me, it will be pro- proposals, um, booking calls online, um, task management and CRM. So all of those four tests, are, four tasks are my core um, business pro- processes. So all of which these can be automated. So you can use things like Sepia um, to, item, um, to automate it. So for example, with the CRM system, if you have things like HubSpot, or a Google Doc, or Dropbox, or even Trello, you can set up an automation. So as soon as you're have a commun- um, you communicating with somebody, whether that's through email, uh, whether that's through a call, you can set up an automation so that person then goes straight into your system. And um, so it saves you then having to dig through all your emails, trying to find that that person's email address, you know?
0: Oh, right, yeah. Oh, that's really useful, isn't it? Things like that. I, I love, yeah. I'm such a big fan of automation. I'm sure there's so much more i could do and um, for people that don't know can you just explain crm
1: <laughs> oh, so, oh sorry <laughs> that's all right don't worry. <laughs> sorry. um crm is a um a client relationship management tool so, so um
0: basically like e- like an email System, is that yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. Um, it's just having a you know, just having a central um place where you can store any uh, client or customer information. So, it could be if somebody makes an inquiry with you, um, and then you, you don't hear from that person for a couple of weeks, you've got that person's details logged somewhere, so you're not having to rely on your memory, you know, um, especially if you've got more than one client, you're not having to rely on your memory in terms of oh, oh what was it that person inquired about again or what service or product was they interested in you've got it all logged there so you can just have one place to manage everything
0: Mm. and i Um, guess with um some of the email workflows you can like set up um depending on what they're interested in you can kind of have a sequence can't you of emails that goes out to that
1: person to try and nurture them yeah that's um, it that, that's it I love that sort of stuff I'm just I am just, I'm just trying to find I do apologize I'm just trying to find the free tips <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we've given loads already anyway so don't worry about it too much <laughs> um, yeah so yeah that was that uh, that was the, the I would say that they're the, uh, they are the the tips um Brilliant. automation yeah and um <laughs>
0: Social media automation. What do you think about that? Because I, I do use yeah. um, something called Social B, which is quite good. It's a because it's a planner, um, <laughs> which just helps me to put my daily posts on social media into like a into like a buffer of evergreen posts. It kind of keeps me sharing the same stuff. Hopefully, keeps it still relatively interesting because there's loads in there at the moment. Um, do you, is that something that you'd kind of advocate as well to do some social media automation?
1: yes absolutely and thanks to you i'm now using social b oh yeah (laughs) yeah it's um it's taken me a while to find the right system everybody will have their own um you know preferred system but like you i personally prefer social b because i found that i was spending uh, up to two hours on a weekend um planning my content a week in advance which is which is okay but you know, it also gets to a point where I want to have my weekends back at some point. So mm-hmm. I had to think smart and um, an evergreen solution was what I was looking for. So definitely social bee I mean, I think it takes some time, doesn't it, to get set up. So mm-hmm. it's a case of you're having to up- offload all of your social media content in order for it to be recycled. That That's the part that takes time, I think.
0: It is. You know, yeah. Great. New it fresh as well. So I've got, um, have you set up any RSS feeds yet? Because that's quite good. Yes. Yeah. yeah i love yeah, that Yeah, that's really good. so i've got um i chose like obviously ones that are calming like calm.com um and headspace and breathe magazine and i get their best content and i can share that for people as well and it's it benefits everyone doesn't it because i'm sharing stuff for them it's a benefit to my audience and it keeps my content nice and fresh as well so i love i love all that <laughs> stuff i get really like in boffin
1: mode about no, it all. me <laughs> too it did take me a long time to set it up i think it took about six hours uh, one Friday night. Um, but I, you know, I was, it was amazing. Such an amazing feeling after because now I don't have to worry about my content. It's all scheduled up until January. Is it? Oh, brilliant. Uh, That's really and good. I still have the odd moment where I think, oh, I really want to talk about that. Or and um, there might be somebody, someone will say, oh, I, w- so I had it last week. Someone wanted to know about LinkedIn and how to um, stop spam messages. Oh, right. So you know, things like that, I'd make a note of and then I could just add it to Social B. Um, I can just, what's it called? Brain dump it. Yes. and then it just schedules, yeah. it, just schedules it, for,
0: it for me so yeah that's and really you know cool. it's in there so cool um <coughs> so I know that we've talked before and you are like me really big on kind of self-love and self-care and looking after yourself because it's so important um so how do you look after yourself and stay nice and calm <laughs> with
1: all this work to do <laughs> um well as you know I used to be terrible when we first met I used to be really bad <laughs> Um, I've started to listen to my body more I think so I'm you know as I mentioned before about I'm, I'm paying much more attention to my biorhythms and I know now that if I work on a weekend for example I'm going to be exhausted on a Monday so I am think I'm always forward thinking you know I know that I need to take that Monday off or if I feel tired then I have a team now um I've built up a team and so I've got a backup plan in place so if, if something goes wrong or if I'm not well I can just outsource it to them um, and they'll just take care of it for me. But the biggest thing for me is just listening to my body mm. and just paying attention to what's going on, you know? So it could be like the little signs that you get, like headaches. I suffer with headaches. Um, for me, that I know that I've either had too much screen time or, you know, I feel stressed about something. So I know that I need to take the time out. Um, mm. My biggest fear before was feeling guilty about taking time off and, like not wanting to let people down, I let my clients down. But what surprised me was that when I would message my client to say, oh, well, I'm not feeling very well. And it's only probably ever happened like twice in 10 months. Mm. Um, and they've come back to say, Lisa, just you take take time out. It's really important that you look after yourself. And it surprised, it surprised me. And, it, oh. you know, that,
0: that
1: feeling's now gone. So it's reassuring to anyone out there that has that same guilt feeling that people understand you know we're only humans at the, mm. at the end of the day and there's only so much we can do isn't there yeah, so
0: definitely and I think we put so much pressure on ourselves like that's it's yeah. not even real pressure a lot of the time especially when I know that you're a bit like me you know you do like to you are a bit of a perfectionist with your work <laughs> you like to get it all done for people but you know sometimes we do just need to let go a little bit and think you know it, it's done and it's good enough and you know, don't stress too
1: much about it. Yeah. And that's it. And I find if I don't take that time out, then what good am I to my client? Not very good because, you know, my work, my work's probably not going to be as good, you know, so it's important that I'm not only thinking about myself, but I always have to think about my clients and in terms of what I'm putting into it. So it's important that I, I have to listen to myself you know if I have a niggling feeling saying Lisa you're tired like stop you know I I will do that whereas before I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to that.
0: To just push on through and I think a lot of people in business are really guilty of doing that because they they, we all have a lot to do um, and we put all this pressure on ourselves and we just keep plowing and plowing and working and working and then you just burn out and then like you say then you're no good to anyone because then you're down for like weeks on end rather than just having a couple of days or even a few hours just for yourself to kind of like you say reflect a little bit, listen to your body. Um and I I've done the same, you know, I never used to listen to my body. I never used I used to miss all those signs. Um but I think when you are more mindful um, and when you meditate and you kind of connect with your body more, you get to tune in, and realize actually, you know, my IBS is flaring up or I'm getting yeah. headaches. And why is that? It's because I'm trying to do too much. So, yeah, yeah, just yeah exactly.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the pressure is only with us at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, we sometimes get it into our head that, oh, actually, what if this person judged me? What if they think I'm incapable because I'm not well? Mm. or And actually, it's not what they're thinking, it's just you know it's just weighing up the facts you yeah, know yeah, rather than I the, the irrational the irrational yeah. thought go for ahead,
0: head thinking yeah. that the whole world's going to be against us you know? yeah oh yeah definitely and judging as well you know that was that's my big thing you know what are people going to think they yeah. me i'm not very professional so i know that we've talked before about our mental health and we've um had a good old mm-hmm. kind of chin wag about that in the past um and you're quite honest about your story i know you've you've had some struggles um so how do you i know you said you've got a team now which must really help you um is that really helps you to free up a bit of your time so that you can uh be more mindful of your own mental health and well-being as well
1: yeah absolutely as i mentioned earlier you know if i've got it's important to have a backup plan in place so if you fall sick or you have an a infer- family emergency you've got somebody there that you can outsource it to or you know if your mental health is playing up that particular day then again that team is there Mm. is there for you to do that as well
0: and do you tend to like do is your do you kind of have anxieties or do you get like a low feeling that kind of warns you that things might be a bit much like what, what kind of signs do you get
1: yeah um so it could be that as i said i'll get headaches or you know, I'm quite, as you know, I'm quite open about my mental health and um, because of that, if I work with new clients, sometimes they'll ask me, you know, how is your mental health now? Because it's important for them that I'm not going to be a risk or an impact to them. But um, I manage it now because I'm very self-aware of of the signs and because I've, you know, obviously done, gone through therapy and stuff myself. I've got, I've got the tools behind me to now recognize that, um, <clears throat> And the beauty of being a business owner and working from home is that I manage my own time, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not up against somebody. Of course, there's going to be priorities and you work to that. Um, but the beauty of what being a virtual assistant and working from home is that I can be flexible with my time. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not feeling well that, that Monday, then I can just get back to it on the Tuesday um, and that. But as I said, I've, I think the reason I've been so open about my mental health is because it's, it's important. One thing I've learned to be true to myself um mm-hmm. you know and for a very long time I felt um silenced in a way you know and it wasn't because I work come from a corporate background it wasn't you had to kind of just show up and shut up if, if you know and you had oh to oh god yeah I can smile at, um that sort of thing and when I come away from that and I met people like yourself and other business owners um you know who are quite open with about it themselves and I thought actually it's, it's okay it's okay to be like that and if anything you know you're potentially helping someone else out there as well that can relate to that and you know so that's kind of why i, I tend to be quite open with yeah, it
0: <laughs> i think it's really good and you know like you said <laughs> earlier you know we are we're all human and it's very likely that most of the people you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis will either have had some kind of mental health problem or at least know somebody that has. And I think that um, by being open, it is raising awareness and it's like, yeah, you know, everyone has mental health. Like everyone has it. (laughs) Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. Um, And it's really good that you know your own like limitations and signs and signals. And like you, you know, I love being at home. You know, if I, if I'm having a bad day, I do exactly the same thing. I cancel what I've got planned. I think, right, maybe today I just need to snuggle up on the sofa. Eat some chocolate, have some soup for lunch, and, and just like like look after myself a little bit, yeah. like you were when you were a little girl, and you know you might have be sort of tucked up on the sofa home from school, and <laughs> that yeah. kind of nurturing feeling, isn't it? I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Aww. And I think that's why um, I was asked a question a couple of months ago that made me think, and that question was, why do you work with? Why have you chosen to work with well being people, and um, speakers, and you know in the wellness industry? And um I thought to myself, yeah, that's a very good question. And I really wanted to dig deep into it. And you know, the answer I came out with is because of my own experience, you know, I, I um it's like we have a mutual connection, you know. In, um I understand, like I, I understand their voice, I understand the um, why they want to help their clients or even from the point of view I understand how their clients are feeling because it's almost like I've been in both shoes
0: yeah um, oh that's a really good way of uh, putting it actually yeah, so yeah. kind of get what then their needs are
1: their holistic kind of needs for yeah needs. definitely and it just as I said it just helps me then to help my clients to put a fo- their voice onto paper mm. you know and that's how I then got into the content creation because um they wanted somebody to understand um, their tone of voice and to understand their client's needs, which can be very difficult when it comes to social media, Mm. trying to step into your audience's shoes into their mindset. What is it they want? What is it they want to hear about? Mm. And for me, because I've done the therapy and studied counseling and things like that, it's a lot easier for me to then um, do that on their behalf. Um, So yeah. (laughs) Oh,
0: I love that. Cause um, you know, I think that's something that people worry about when they, are looking for like web copy or someone to help with social media they're like well people will know it's not me but i guess when you build up that really great working relationship with someone you kind of know like you say their their ethics their their codes what's important to them their values and then that helps you then to spread their message on social media yeah
1: definitely I had it last Monday a client came to see me and we was talking about ebooks and what to um going to talk about ideas and what we can create from an ebook and one of the things I said to her was as a patient last year um going through mental health one of the things that I found difficult was um saying no and setting boundaries Mm -hmm. um so is that something you can then turn into an ebook so and that's where again where it works well is that because I'm speaking from the patient's or the client's point of view, mm-hmm. I can um, I can talk about their pain points, you know, and um, some of the things that I struggled with myself that can then um, help the client to then turn that into a social media post or mm-hmm. into a book or whatever it is they choose to do. And yeah. um, so yeah, it works really well from that point of view too. And I love that
0: sort of saying no thing. I was talking to a friend yeah. about that at the weekend actually because. Um it's something that she struggles with and she's trying to look after herself a bit better. And I was like, you don't have to give a reason. You don't have to give an excuse. Like you can just say no. And it's okay to say no. And actually it's better for the other person if you say no rather than going oh well I'm, I might be free can I get back to you i just check my diary like then they're waiting and you're you you're still holding it all you're still holding that oh god I've got to tell them I can't go and I'm too busy and I, I want to look after myself just say no straight away and everyone knows where they stand yeah
1: yeah definitely definitely I think last year we had to actually practice that in a class so we all oh, had really? oh. yeah, we were just, we were sitting around in the circle, um, and the teacher said, "Right, I want you to now go um, to the person next to you and just say no." And at first, I couldn't help but smile. You know, so I go no, and then smile. Yeah. So actually, I wasn't getting anywhere because you have to be stern with it, don't you? As well.
0: Yeah, it is because I'm like that. You know, with with anything, actually, I think even when I um, it's a common trait apparently with, with people that have kind of struggled with trauma or mental well-being is that they smile when they're doing really difficult stuff and I'm the same yeah. like, I smile I think why am I smiling like, this is really yeah. <laughs> like serious and <laughs> oh, yeah, like? <laughs> um, so if someone is kind of um, tempted to get some virtual assistant support um, mm. what sort of services do you offer and where can they find you
1: um, so I do content creation, um, newsletters, email marketing campaigns. Um, I also do anything from diary travel to project management and research as well. So I do a lot and um, the only thing I don't typically do is like website stuff. So <laughs> and I'll do automation as well. So yeah. Oh,
0: brilliant! And what's your website address for those that want to go online? Because do you do a free discovery call for people to kind of get to yes. know you? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and it, if it's okay with it, could I just mention something else? If that's yeah, of okay. course you can. Yeah, please do. Um, we were talking about um, helping. So if somebody's looking, thinking about outsourcing, but they're not quite sure what to outsource, um, I'm working on a, um, a form at the moment. And it just to give to the business owner, if they are thinking about outsourcing, and it just uh, goes through a list of questions um, in terms of identi- identifying your ideal candidate to your style and it also has a list of all the tasks that a virtual assistant would cover um so that way you've got a form there and then you can then give it to the virtual assistant should you oh. then choose
0: oh okay so is that something i can link to have you have you done that so that i can link to it
1: no not yet I, I, it's a work in progress i've just got to finalize it
0: oh brilliant yeah. so as soon as that's ready i'll pop a link to that on this yeah, so you. that people can fill that out um and is it just yourvla.com is that your website yes yeah,
1: yeah www.yourvla.com brilliant and you're
0: obviously on social media so people can find you there as well yeah excellent stuff oh thank you so much lisa it's so no lovely thank you. you i hope i've not waffled too much no you're absolutely fine it was a pleasure and i'm sure that people will really find that useful thank you you're welcome take care bye
1: bye bye
0: Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast, and I hope that maybe that's inspired you to start outsourcing in your own business. For the full show notes, including some links to those amazing tools that Lisa shared, head to com forward slash podcast. And as always, I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave a review because it really helps us to spread the calm vibes to more people in business. Thanks again for listening.